Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue in our study of Ephesians chapter 5. In this passage, we are instructed not to be partakers of this world, as we were when we walked in darkness, but to walk as children of light. As children of light and a new creature, we are to shed ourselves of the old man and put on the new man. Please follow along with Pastor Jim as he explains Ephesians chapter 5, verses 7 through 14 in today's slice of this week's message entitled, Walk as Children of Light. So let's look at this now, starting at verses 7 and 8. Don't be partakers, but walk as children of light. Paul writes, Therefore, do not be partakers with them, for you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Now, I want to point out to you again that that word be in verse 7 is that word we've seen several times lately. In, in the Greek, it's actually the word become or a form of the word become. It's a warning to Christians against living by those old habits. Um, by our new nature, uh, we are not partakers with the things of the world. So, he's saying literally, stop becoming joint partakers with them. The them is those people that are committed to those ugly things that he has described before this. Go back to verse 3. We should not be partakers with those who participate in, there was that list, immorality, impurity, greed, filthiness, silly talk, or coarse jesting. So he says, you were formerly darkness. That's one of the many ways that the New Testament describes a person who is not in Christ. This is how the Bible describes an unregenerate person, an unsaved person, a lost man or woman. And used in that way, darkness describes spiritual or moral darkness, kind of the intellectual failure to perceive the truth about God and Christ and salvation, blindness to truth. It's being wrapped up in evil works and evil powers, and darkness is even used as a place of punishment in the New Testament. And and those who are in the darkness are described as the darkness itself. So in other words, darkness describes people who are lost, they're depraved. They're they not only lost, they can't help themselves, and they, they're, they're blind to the truth. Now, on the other side, light is what enables you to see. Apart from light, you cannot discern shape or color, and you can't perceive truth. Now, that word that's translated light that's one of those Greek words that you almost know. Uh, if you knew it had a Greek uh, root to it, the Greek word is phos. We get photon, photograph, all of those, um, all of those things. It, it doesn't describe a lamp 
or a star or a fire. It describes the essence of light itself. Light dispels darkness, and light reveals, exposes whatever it touches. Now, there's a subtle and important little bit of wording here, and I want you to catch it. Notice he says, do not be partakers with them, and here's the one I want to point you to, for you were darkness, now you are light. He didn't say you were in darkness and now you are in light. Is that true? Yes, it is. Apart from Christ, you were in darkness. In Christ, you are in light. But he's taking it a step further. Um, You used to hide things, but now you reveal them. You were darkness, now you are light. Does that bring to your mind the words of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 14 through 16? You are the light of the world. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Now, the source of this light is the Lord. He is the light of every man, John chapter 1, verse 9. The source of the light is the Lord, so to be the light, you need to be in the Lord, your position in Christ. You are actually light in a world of darkness since you are now a Christian. So what? Well, that means that as we walk in this world, as we live among the darkness, we are children of light. This is just another way of saying what he's been saying ever since chapter 4, verse 17, that um, we need to live consistently with who we are in Christ. We're the offspring of the light of the world, who is Jesus. Now, when you've been cleansed in Christ, you don't want to run out and jump back into the cesspool from which you've been pulled and cleaned. That's now foreign territory to you. I like the way uh, Peter described it when he wrote to his friends in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 9. He's listed a whole bunch of character qualities that go with being a believer in Jesus Christ. And then he says in 2 Peter 1, 9, for he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. Ephesians 5 is saying, don't forget what you've been purified from. You were darkness, now you're light. Let your light shine, walk as children of light. Now, the next verse in Ephesians 5 is parenthetical. He says, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. How do you know whether you are walking as a child of light? Well, there will be fruit where there is light. There will be fruit if you are one of the branches that is connected to the the vine which is Jesus Christ. When light is present is present There is evidence of the light, and he gives you three examples here, three of the many Christ-like qualities that characterize a Christian who is walking in the light. 
goodness. That's the opposite of causing pain or malice. Righteousness, that means right behavior, doing what is right in God's eyes. It's the opposite of injustice. Truth, that means integrity, reliability. It's the opposite of of hypocrisy. So he says, the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Now, I want you to see the next verse in light of the whole sentence. So I'm going to read to you from verse 7 all the way through the next verse, verse 10. Therefore, do not be partakers with them, for you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. That's the end of this sentence that goes four verses. Now, trying to learn in my humble opinion, is not the best translation in the context. Um, The word that's translated trying to learn literally means to put to the test for the purpose of approving, um, to, to, to validate that something is what it's supposed to be. This is the word that you use, for example, if you are, are um, mining for gold and you find something and you're pretty sure it's gold, you have to go have it assayed, right? A-S-S-A-Y. This is, they put it to the test to validate that it is what you think it is. So, it implies that, you, that the thing that is tested meets the specifications of the test. Therefore, I prefer the translation verifying, verifying what is pleasing to the Lord. Now, apparently, I'm not the only one that has uh, thought that way because uh, among other translations, one says, and find out what pleases the Lord by putting it to the test. Or another one says, learn in your own experience what is fully pleasing to the Lord. Or another says, let your lives be living proofs of the things which belong to God. In other words, live your life in such a way that your manner of life verifies, validates, illustrates what God says is the best thing to do. This is kind of a subjective aspect of the assurance of your salvation. The fact that you're on the right course is verified by the peace that you have when you're walking in obedience with the Lord, by the joy that you have when you say no to the flesh and say yes to the Spirit. Um, This is a ministry of the Holy Spirit to you. This same word that I don't like translated as trying to learn occurs over in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. You know that one, um, present your bodies a living sacrifice. And he says, Um, We are transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we prove, that's the same word as trying to learn, so that we prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Or like he says here, it consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. We illustrate what light does when it comes upon the scene. So don't be partakers in darkness, but walk as children of light. Don't go along with those old pre-Christian ways of thinking and living that you were so good at. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.